Welcome to the Monday Morning Memory Wipe. I'm your host, Craig Price, and it's time to comb through the clutter and identify what you need to know so you can delete the rest and start your week with a clean slate. Before we start, let me remind you to subscribe to the YouTube playlist that's still droids, click the bell for notifications, and follow at Memory Wipe on Twitter. Also, if you have something to say, contribute, or just to drop a happy note, we're mondaymorningmemorywipe at gmail.com. Now let's get to priority one. AT&T is selling off its Warner Media division to Discovery. The two companies announced Monday morning that they have struck a $43 billion deal that will combine Warner Media's entertainment assets with Discovery. This means that all the brands under Warner Media, which include Warner Brothers, HBO, CNN, Cartoon Network, Cinemax, TBS, TNT, Adult Swim, and DC Comics, and the brands under Discovery, which include Discovery, Food Network, HGTV, OWN, TLC, and Animal Planet, will all be under one umbrella. That also includes the separate streaming services under Warner Media and Discovery, HBO Max, and Discovery Plus, though it's not clear if the two streaming platforms will also merge together. In response, Amazon is said to be in talks to acquire MGM and its extensive film library that includes co-ownership of the James Bond franchise, along with hit shows and film series like Rocky, Creed, Survivor, Shark Tank, The Handmaid's Tale, and Fargo. The deal, which is apparently far from finished, would likely cost them the high single-digit billions, though MGM was said to be looking to sell for more than $10 billion late last year, while Amazon is said to want to buy at around $6 billion. But what's a few billion for Jeff Bezos? He probably lost that much on Headwax alone last year. The Amazon-MGM merger might make No Time to Die and Amazon a prime exclusive since MGM had discussed selling the rights to No Time to Die to Netflix and other streaming services. But as of right now, the Bond movie is still expected to arrive in theaters on September 30th in the UK and October 8th in the US. In comings and goings, coming, apparently there can't be just one. As none other than Witcher star and Superman himself, Henry Cavill has signed on to Lionsgate's reboot of Highlander with John Wick director Chad Stalski helming. The 1986 Highlander starred Christopher Lambert, Sean Connery, and Clancy Brown as immortal beings, hunting down one another, lopping off heads, and collecting more power. The film spawned four sequels and three television series, including the popular USA series starring Adrian Paul. Whether Cavill will be playing a brand new character to the universe or a character from previous projects is unknown at the moment, but if they don't hire Gerard Bartlett to be a Spaniard, what are we really doing here, Lionsgate? Also coming, some sequels we actually want. A decade after Attack the Block achieved sci-fi cult status and launched the career of its star John Boyega, it looks like Studio Canal has brought John Cornish to write and direct the sequel, with Boyega becoming a producer as well as reprising his role as Moses, the British gang member who leads his mates against a group of nasty extraterrestrials looking to take over their neighborhood. And Hocus Pocus 2 will exclusively premiere on Disney's Plus streaming platform sometime in 2022. Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy will return as Winifred, Sarah, and Mary, respectively. While it was not a big hit when it came out almost 30 years ago, thanks to Disney playing it every Halloween for years, it's gained quite a following. This time, the Disney Plus movie will follow three young women who accidentally bring the Sanderson sisters back to Salem, Massachusetts, and must work fast to prevent the child-hungry witches from wreaking a new kind of havoc on the world. Sounds like Bette Midler's entire career. Also coming, a bunch of new animated projects. Adult Swim has several spin-offs of popular shows set to release in the near future that will be released across global digital platforms. Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Rick and Morty, and Robot Chicken are all receiving spin-offs that will consist of 8 to 10 episodes. The Aqua Teen spin-off will be called Aquadonk Side Pieces, and focus on many of the side characters seen throughout the popular series. Rick and Morty fans will be excited to watch The Vindicators, which will see Supernova, Vance Maximus, Alan Rails, Crocubot, and Noob Noob fighting crime. 
And the Robot Chicken spinoff is Alabama Jackson, starring Donald Faison playing a smooth-talking time traveler who lands in exactly the wrong place at the wrong time, every time. HBO Max, Cartoon Network, and Warner Brothers announced a trio of animated projects, with an Injustice animated movie being the next title in the studio's slate of animated films. The Injustice franchise throws the heroes and villains of the DC Universe into a dark alternate timeline, one that is set in motion after the Joker tricks Superman into killing Lois Lane and their unborn child. The storyline of the first game sees Superman become a megalomaniac tyrant of Earth, and Batman leading an insurgency of heroes to try to overthrow him. Sounds like fun for the whole family. And it wouldn't be DC without Batman and Superman, who each get their own new animated series. Batman Cape Crusader is set to be executive produced by three top-tier talents, filmmakers J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves, along with the original 1990s Batman the Animated Series co-developer Bruce Timm. J.J. Abrams, having inked a $500 million deal with Warner Media back in September 2019, will be producing the next Superman movie, as well as oversee the Justice League Dark Universe, which will span both movies and TV. And Matt Reeves recently finished filming the Robert Patterson-led The Batman film, and has a live-action spin-off prequel series in development for HBO Max. The three have said that the series will be thrilling, cinematic, and evocative of Batman's noir roots, while diving deeper into the psychology of these iconic characters. A dark interpretation of Batman, well, we haven't seen that yet. Superman will be starring in My Adventures with Superman, executive produced by Sam Register coming to Cartoon Networks and HBO Max, that will introduce audiences to new incarnations of Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and Jimmy Olsen, a trio of best friends starting new lives in Metropolis, working at the Daily Planet. All the while, Clark and Lois are falling in love, sharing adventures, taking down bad guys, stumbling over secrets, and discovering what it means to be Superman and Lois Lane. <sighs> ah, love. Which leads us to our goings. Going? Brooklyn Nine-Nine 8th and final season will premiere on August 12th. The new season will kick off with two back-to-back -back episodes starting at 8pm, with new episodes airing each Thursday. Brooklyn Nine-Nine was famously cancelled after five seasons at Fox in 2018 before NBC revived it for a sixth season that same year. And the cast has promised that season 8 would address issues of police brutality and systematic inequality, something the cop comedy has avoided in the past but will not do in this last season. In podcasting news, Netflix is confirming its plans to expand its reach into the podcast business, where rivals like Amazon Prime and Apple TV Plus are also making moves. Podcasts are an excellent way for fans to connect with our stories and talent, and our marketing team plans to make more of them, a Netflix rep told the Los Angeles Times. One potential outlet for podcasts could be what the streamer is calling N+, which according to a survey for customers would be a future online space where you can learn more about the Netflix shows you love and anything related to them. Netflix is no stranger to the world of podcasting. The company has racked up millions of downloads as it has released more than two dozen shows to date, including Because I Watched, Call Sheet, and You Can't Make This Up. Another hybrid TV network podcasting announcement has Nickelodeon, the kid-targeted cable television channel, looking to expand its reach to young media consumers. And that means podcasts. The Viacom CBS-owned network has inked a deal with iHeartMedia to produce two new podcasts scheduled to be released this summer. The new co-productions include the podcast called Avatar, Bringing the Elements. It's hosted by original series voice actors Janet Varney, the voice of Korra, and Dante Bosco, the voice of Prince Zuko, from the TV series Avatar The Last Airbender. Each week, they'll rewatch every episode of the show and break down key themes, notable battles, and behind-the-scenes trivia. Special guests from cast members to producers join them to explore elements of the Avatarverse, including the origins of the story and how Avatar was brought to life. Avatar Braving the Elements debuts June 22nd and will have 40 episodes. The two companies are also producing the podcast Spongebob Binge Pants, which sounds horribly inappropriate. It'll be hosted by superfans Frankie Grande from Henry Danger and Hector Navarro from Geek and Sundry. 
It too is a rewatch podcast from the TV series SpongeBob SquarePants. It too will have 40 episodes and is set to premiere later this year. And finally, Marvel Entertainment and SiriusXM announced the launch of their first original scripted podcast series, Marvel's Wastelanders, Old Man Star-Lord. The first two episodes will be available starting Tuesday, June 1st on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, Stitcher, and all major podcast platforms. The 10-episode series will be released weekly, kicking off Season 1 of Marvel and SiriusXM's multi-part Marvel's Wastelanders podcast series, which will feature other Marvel heroes including Old Man Wolverine, Old Man Hawkeye, and Grey Widow. The premise, released by Marvel, in a shadowy alternate future of the Marvel Universe, the villains have finally won and heroes are nothing but a bad memory. Marvel's Wastelanders Old Man Star-Lord finds Peter Quill and Rocket the Raccoon a little paunchier, a little slower, and a lot saltier than they were during the glory days of the Guardians of the Galaxy. They quickly discover the Earth isn't what it used to be either, when they crash land 30 years after Doctor Doom takes over a barren, desolate wasteland and all the world's supervillains seize control, including outlaw Ghost Riders and the bloodthirsty Kraven the Hunter. Marvel has had success in the past with Wolverine the Long Night podcast series, so expect the same quality results. We'll be back right after this. It's a race to the finish on the next cast-off as Devin Pike and Steve Kondrick recast the Burt Reynolds cameo-filled classic, Cannonball Run, this Tuesday, May 25th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to head over to matineeheroes.com castoff to find your favorite video stream, or you can wait and listen to the results every Thursday on Matinee Heroes. When life's problems are too big for one person, you can't be afraid to ask for help, which is why we're calling tech support. She's a YouTuber and filmmaker who you can follow at The World According to Tammy on Instagram, the lovely Tammy Anderson. Welcome back, Tammy. How are you? I am doing great. So excited to be back. And a lifelong geek and recurring panelist of the Salt Lake City's Fan X, James Thompson. Hey, John, James. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Craig. Well, there was a, a lot of inside baseball kind of stuff happened this week, so we're going to really get into the business of pop culture today. Uh, media mergers were in the news this week. Uh, we've had some major news as AT&T, a phone company, realized, hey, maybe we shouldn't be in the movie business. And they are selling off Warner Media to, and merging that with Discovery. Uh, and then, of course, right after that, there is still in the works, but probably will happen. Amazon is buying MGM and getting all of their movies. So with so many media companies becoming one, we've seen this with Disney as they've slowly picked Fox and uh, they got Marvel and all these things. Uh, how do you guys feel about all these media companies becoming monopolies? We'll start with Tammy. Oh, it's just as a creator, um, it's overwhelming because it's like, used to have, you know, as a screenwriter, I could send my script off to a whole bunch of places. Now it's like narrowing and it's like, oh, what does that mean for filmmakers that have not broken in yet? So that's kind of what I was thinking. But at the same time, you know, as a consumer, I, only, I don't have to have a subscription to every single streaming service. I can, you know, I can pick the one where I'm going to have the most, that's going to have the most content that's relevant to me. So it's kind of a, an interesting dilemma, I think. It's mm -hmm. interesting with the streaming services. Uh, we all got sick of cable, which was a yeah. one-stop shop for everybody because we didn't want to pay for certain things. And then we ended up having to pay even more for all the multiple services. And now all I hear people saying is, can't we just find one place that can we just get it all? Yes, it's, it's called cable. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, James, we know that monopolies are never good, especially for the consumer, because it sounds great at first, but then you run out of options. What are you concerned about? 
Uh, my concern is there are still some um, options out there. Lionsgate hasn't been picked up, neither has AMC. And a lot of these streaming services that are, are available don't offer you everything that you do want. I already have like four to six streaming services that I'm paying for, and they don't give me everything that I want. And I don't necessarily want to pick up, you know, more streaming services to get everything that I want. So I don't know if that follows the, your line of questioning. So you're, you're okay. actually looking forward to more monopolies to, to some degree because you'll have yeah. everything in one spot, kind of like yeah. what Tammy was worried about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well I, the, Go ahead, Tammy. Well, I was just going to say, I'm like, the one that I don't currently have is Paramount Plus because that's where Star Trek is. But it's like, do I want to pay another for another service? But my friends and I, we've been kind of swapping like oh i'll pay for hbo and you pay for hulu and i'll let you use my you know kind of doing that because that seems to be the most uh user friendly so we're not spending a small fortune well yeah and that will probably come to an end once they start figuring out the ip yeah. addresses and all that good stuff so yeah. that that is like the old days of cable when you could yeah. you could if you turned your television channel just the right way the fluttering would stop, and you could actually watch uh, other channels you didn't pay for until they decided to, you know. And satellite did the same thing. There were people who would send off their cards to get descrambled um, for a little while, but then they they always learned. At some point, they always learned. Well, I know. well, yeah. TV also had a big week as the upfronts, which for those not in the know, upfronts are when the television networks have big, huge promotions where they bring their talent up front and show what are the new shows, who's coming back. Um, but the weird thing is, is thanks to Netflix and streaming, do we even need television seasons anymore, James? To be true, to be truthful, we really don't, because traditionally television seasons were used for the advertisers to get their product out to the masses. Um, you watch a season of a television show you're excited for, you get all the commercials which had a charm of their own, but you had to sit through them to view all the sponsors' um, products. Nowadays, now that you have streaming services, you don't really need that because you can sit down and it used to be you could binge all the season in um, a, couple of a couple of sittings and uh, you're done. Um, of course, now you've got seasons, or you got shows like The Mandalorian and WandaVision where they release once a week. You can't binge that easily. But really, traditional seasons, you don't, um, you don't really need them anymore. Yeah, uh, Disney decided to do the releasing once a week mm -hmm. because they didn't want people to wait, sign up for a one month, watch everything, and unsubscribe. It's, it's a clever way of making sure that their, their, their subscription base doesn't disappear. Uh, and I, I, I kind of like that one, one episode a week release. It's, it's kinda, it, it makes you look forward to something. I also believe it brings back the water cooler, even if it's virtual. It, uh, it brings back people talking on the Internet like we're doing right now. It's uh, very true. Tammy, what do you think about television seasons? So um, so I got my, my master's, and I focused on screenwriting, especially television. So I was doing a lot of research and for my degree. And one of the things that I just realized looking forward is, like, network has the 22 to 23 episodes a season, but... You know, and if you were on cable, they were small, shorter seasons, but the storytelling was better because you didn't have all those filler episodes. 
Um, and I personally like the storytelling that was happening on cable, HBO, all of that, because it, it was a streamlined story. So that's what I, as a viewer, was liking a lot more. And I haven't watched much network shows in a long time because they just got boring and really formulaic. Well, so it's, I'm kind of... it's very interesting mm -hmm. that... Uh, so the British television model is what I appreciate yeah. because it, it's limited series, really. Uh, it's a short series. They write it in advance. But years ago, the British television folks tried to bring in American folks to figure out how can we make it like your situation. We want to make it so we can perpetuate this series forever. And the American producers were like, no, no, we want to try to follow your situation because you have better shows. Uh, you have higher quality because you actually take time. They don't come out every year. You have time to think about it. So it's really interesting that everybody's grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. I, I love the British stuff because of that very reason. Um, and I don't know if you, I just posted that they were talking about Luther, which was that British show starring uh, Idris Elba, Elba is yeah. now becoming mm -hmm. a film. Finally, you know, if you think about like Sherlock, we've had some amazing seasons with the um, Benedict Cumberbatch, Martin Freeman, you know, um, and we're only getting three or four episodes, but they're an hour and a half long. So it's, more content in a compressed amount of time. Oh, yeah. Well, with Sherlock, it's, it's interesting because uh, Cumberbatch and Freeman have become so massive uh, stars yeah. in their own careers that it's really a scheduling issue. <laughs> they they yeah. would do it every year if they could, but they can't because they're so needed. We got Doctor Strange and Martin Freeman's uh, doing all kinds of stuff. Um, but the upfronts talk about new shows. And, uh, of course, the press releases tell us what's been canceled. So, James, what are you looking forward to uh, for new shows that are coming out? Because even Netflix and uh, Amazon use this time to release information, even though they don't really need to do. It's kind of like, oh, let's keep up with the Joneses. We don't need to, but we're gonna, since everybody else is doing it, we're going to release some information. What are you looking forward to, James? Well, I'll be completely honest with you. I'm not looking forward to a whole bunch since I don't really watch a lot of cable that being said that being said there are a few gems on there um, the blacklist is coming back that's a good one is that that's how, how many years is that that's been on forever it's been on for almost 10 years wow. this is the ninth season it's coming back um, Walker the reiteration of Walker it's actually surprisingly good I like it um, the Simpsons is um, coming back for its 34th year. Well, that's becoming like Saturday Night Live. You just expect it to come on and hit I or miss. I don't know how much longer it's going to survive, but uh, who knows? We'll see. <laughs> they, they've been able to last this long. I can only imagine there's a lot of pressure to stay on versus, you know, I think there's reasons why they, they, they're not looking for reasons to cancel it. They're trying to figure out how they can keep it on only because it's been on for so long. Yes. Um, those are just a few of the gems that I'm looking forward to. There is one more that I didn't see on the upfronts. Um, if you guys have heard of the series Alone on the History Channel, no, I don't know if they. I, I don't so get the Alone History is, Channel, so that's <laughs> Alone is kind of a um, is a survival uh, reality show. Oh, uh, I've heard of that one. Yeah. Where they take a person who is good at bushcrafting, drop them out in the in the. Um, 
into wilderness and leave them with uh, enough GoPros and battery power to survive for a year. A whole and, year? Uh, let them go, yeah. Wow. And they leave them with the satellite phone in case they you know, get lonely, get hurt. That's coming back um, here in the next couple of days. Well, for it's, I want to say, 12th season. Tw- wow. As long as it's not naked and afraid, because I don't need to see people who should not be naked, no, naked. No. All right. Tammy, no. what are you looking forward to? <laughs> Um, the Wheel of Time. It just announced, yes. like, it hasn't even aired yet, but season two has been renewed. So, um, I never really got into the book so much, but I am all about fantasy, sci-fi. That's the stuff that makes me go, oh, yes, let's sit down and watch this. So I'm very now, excited about that. Can you remind me where that's going to be um, coming on? Is that Amazon? I don't know. I, I think that's I HBO. I want I, I, it's, it's either Amazon or HBO. It's, those, are, those are the two that I think that are happening. But we will find out for you. But, you know, we have run out of time, just like a lot of the television seasons are uh, our, our limited time. But I want to thank James and Tammy for coming on. And, of course, we will have you back real soon. Last week has come and gone, and tomorrow is just another day, but let us look forward as we optimize the week ahead. Today, May 24th, is Scavenger Hunt Day. Grab something your loved ones cherish and hide it away. Watch the fun escalate into a frenzy. Happy birthdays to cherished character actor John C. Riley and rock legend Bob Dylan. On Tuesday, May 25th, it's Towel Day. On this day, fans of the late author Douglas Adams celebrate by openly carrying a towel with them as described in Adams' The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy to demonstrate their appreciation for the books and the author. But if you forget, remember that the most important thing is, don't panic. Two living legends celebrate birthdays today. Sir Ian McKellen will be 82, and Muppet nobility and director Sir Frank Oz is 77. Wednesday, May 26th is World Dracula Day, celebrating the publishing of Bram Stoker's Dracula on May 26th, 1897. Enjoy the day with a vampire. Take them for a walk on the beach. Maybe a nice steak dinner smothered in garlic butter. Or maybe just some quiet, reflective time at church. Either way, kill that mother He's a vampire. They are bloodthirsty undead that only want to feed on you and make you their familiar. People, stop it with the vampire protection. What's next? Those poor unthinking zombies? Today's birthdays include, quite appropriately, Helena Bottom Carter and voodoo priestess from Scream Blackula Scream, Pam Greer. Thursday, the 27th, is Cellophane Tape Day, or as I call it, we've run out of things to celebrate day. Happy birthday to our favorite phasing synthesoid, Paul Bettany. Premiering on Netflix, Eden, which is a new sci-fi fantasy series set thousands of years in the future, where a city known as Eden 3 is inhabited solely by robots whose former masters vanished a long time ago. On a routine assignment, two farming robots accidentally awaken a human baby girl from stasis, questioning all they were taught to believe, that humans were nothing more than a forbidden ancient myth. Together, the two robots secretly raise the child in a safe haven outside Eden. Directed by Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood's Yashiro Iri, the four-episode series looks like an interesting twist on the robot apocalypse. And the Friend Reunion debuts on HBO Max, but keep in mind, the reunion special is not a new Friends episode. The main cast will reunite, revisit the set, and share behind-the-scenes footage, but they won't be portraying their original characters. They'll simply be appearing as themselves. We'll hear from superfans like Lady Gaga, BTS, David Beckham, Justin Bieber, Kit Harrington, Mindy Kaling, Tom Selleck, Reese Witherspoon, and even Nobel Peace Prize winner Malala. But it's just a clip show and some banter, so don't get too crazy. Friday, May 28th is International Hamburger Day. 
Get yourself a peanut butter bacon burger, or maybe a double-double animal style, or the redundantly titled Suicide Burger. Happy birthday to Jake Johnson, who plays the Spider-Man all middle-aged men can relate to. And Doctor Who alums, Carrie Mulligan and Kylie Minogue. Out in theaters and Disney Plus premiere, Cruella starring Emma Stone. Set in 1970s London during the punk rock movement, the film follows Estella Deville, an aspiring fashion designer, and explores the path that will lead her to become a notorious criminal known as the Dalmatian-skinning fashionista Cruella Deville. Cruella also stars another Emma, Emma Thompson, and rock-solid bad guy Mark Strong. Also in theaters, A Quiet Place 2, which follows a family that is forced to navigate and survive in a post-apocalyptic world inhabited by blind monsters with an acute sense of hearing. The sequel is written and directed by John Krasinski, with Emily Blunt, Millicent Simmons, and Noah Jupe returning from the first film, and Killian Murphy and Dijon Hunsu joining the cast. Saturday, May 29th, is World Digestive Health Day, which is a good thing since Hamburger Day was yesterday. And happy birthday to Annette Bening, and our favorite serial killer, Buffalo Bill's Ted Levine. Sunday, May 30th, ends the week with National Creativity Day, but come on, it, it's Sunday. Can't we just relax a bit? A big happy birthday to multiple franchise hopper, Mark Shepard. If you need a morally ambiguous or downright bad guy with an English accent, Mark is your man. We'll be right back with the meme of the week. Our last bit of news for the week revolves around a new movie being released and the reaction to the trailer. In the past, we've seen reactions to the trailer vary from crying to outrage, but in this instance, we have the trailer for the upcoming motion picture adaptation of Dear Evan Hansen and 27-year-old Ben Platt, who's reprising his Tony Award-winning role as the 17-year-old title character. Needless to say, the age difference didn't sneak past many folks who had seen this before. Be it the Steve Buscemi 30 Rock, How Do You Do Fellow Kids homage to the obvious non-teenagers in the movie Grease, to conscious decisions of what American summer not to recast the characters despite waiting 14 years to do the prequel. To our favorite Dewey Cox movie trope, they even threw in Billy Madsen and beloved actor Leslie Jordan to make sure everyone knew that we know there is no way Ben Platt is a teenager. But we do know that making fun of Dear Evan Hansen is the meme of the week. That concludes this week's Memory Wipe. Please subscribe to the show on YouTube, click the bell icon and get notified when we have a new show every Monday morning. Look for the audio version of the show on Apple Podcasts and your favorite podcatchers. Follow us on Twitter at MemoryWipe and on Instagram at MorningMemoryWipe. Send your emails to MorningMemoryWipe at gmail.com. And thanks for watching. As always, if we didn't talk about it, you don't need to remember it. See you next week.